Lord be with you. Father, we thank you so much for your mercy, for your kindness, your grace, and for your word, and for your abiding spirit, that indwelling Emmanuel. Uh, I pray, God, that you would um, enliven that spirit to our hearts today and our hearts to your spirit, that we might hear you, be confident in your voice, and bless you, Lord. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, so today we are in the third step of Lectio Divina. We got one more week. Uh, this next week, it's our last one. That's contemplation next week. But this week is prayer and prophecy. Prayer and prophecy. And um, I would just encourage you if you are in the least, uh, the least bit uneasy with uh, with what he says, just to explore it. I, I was a little bit um, surprised because it says prayer, but then he talks about prayer and prophecy. But I really think what he um, invites is is a very good way I've experienced, I hadn't called it prophecy, but I've experienced what he's, he's uh, talking about, which is um, just hearing from the Lord and writing it down and testing it against scripture and such. So, um, so hear what he has to say. What is your understanding of prayer and, and hearing from the Lord? What is, what is your, um, do you, when people, someone says, God said to me, or I've heard from the Lord, what, what's your reaction? Is that one of excitement or skepticism? Jealousy. Jealousy. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. What else? What was your question? question is, when you hear someone say, the Lord said to me, or I've heard from the Lord, and I and here is it, it is, or something like that. What is your reaction? Is it one of, of skepticism or one of uh, excitement? Excitement. Yeah. Ralph. Yeah. Fill it in for me. Yeah. God told me that He wants me to be rich and uh, run off with this uh, this this other lady. I mean, that, that's not. I've heard people say that, um, and we're like, that's not God. Um, yes. Go ahead. Yes. Interestingly, this past week, when we were down south, uh, I met a young woman who actually has had feelings or communication she feels from God and it was we spent there were several of us that we were all from St. Joseph's that were together in this group and she was in, invited in to mm-hmm. be our ringer on the wall thing. Okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. Very interesting that what she has felt communicated to her the things that have happened after they were communicated and she really feels I, I think she has a gift of prophecy. Yeah. So, well I mean people do. People do, but that doesn't. I, that, it will always be in accord with the revealed word of God. It may not. It may be specific to your situation, but it won't ever. I, I don't think it'll ever contradict God's word. So, uh, hold on to that. The Bible passage they lift up, John fourteen. Uh, Ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. That is that is a very inspiring and and something of a stumbling block uh, to me. Um, because ask anything in my name, uh, and I will do it. And so, actually, what what uh, Pete has to say in the video, I think, is quite helpful 
uh, quite helpful for that. So I'd be inter- I'm going to be very interested to hear what, um, what you have to say and what your response is to this video. I think it's a good one, though. Welcome to the fourth session of the lecture course. Behind me you can see the ruins of Waverley Abbey where monks prayed for more than four centuries. It's a good place to be exploring Lectio Divina. Last time we looked at Christian meditation, and today we're going to be taking our next step, turning that inward meditation upon God's Word upwards in conversation with God Himself and outwards in declaration of God's Word to the world. In other words, we're exploring prayer and prophecy. But first, why don't we just be still together? Loving Lord Jesus, thank you that your word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. I consciously open my ears now to hear your word and my heart to draw near to hear your whisper. Speak to me, I pray today, and speak through me for your glory. Amen. One of the great things that we've been learning through Lectio Divina is that the Bible is meant to be prayed and lived, not just studied and understood. Every single page is God's way of initiating a conversation, and prayer is our response. A few years ago, I was walking down the street near my house, And uh, out of nowhere, I suddenly, if you like, heard the voice of God. It wasn't audible, but I got this strong mental impression out of nowhere that interrupted my thoughts. And the voice in my head said this, look at that tree. And it was so dramatic that I immediately stopped walking and stared at the tree in front of me. I thought, this is going to be my moment. It's going to be my burning bush moment. Or the tree's about to fall over and I'll save a cat or something. But... Literally, nothing happened. And so as I stared at the tree and nothing happened, and people walked past me thinking, what's wrong with him? I said to God eventually, I am looking at the tree. What happens now? And I sensed God said to me, why do you get so intense about everything? I just thought it was a really good tree. (laughs) You know, I think our prayer lives are at their best. Not when we talk to God about big things occasionally, but when we talk to him about little things continually. We are made for conversation with God, to walk and talk with him intimately in life. And since the Bible consists of many different types of literature, it can lead us into many different types of conversation with God. The trick is very simply to take whatever you're reading And try to turn that into conversation. For example, a psalm might move me very naturally into worship or repentance. A promise might provoke me to pray for its fulfillment in my life or the life of someone that I love. Some bits might make me pray, Lord, help me make sense of this. 
But praying the scriptures isn't just a helpful prompt conversationally. It can also be a powerful detonator spiritually. Because when we pray the Bible, we are in effect praying God's own words back to him. You probably remember that Jesus says, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So how on earth do we work out what is and isn't in his name? Well, God's character and purpose are preeminently revealed in his word. So praying the Bible is particularly powerful. Jesus himself prayed the scriptures. Remember, he was alone in the wilderness, locked in spiritual warfare, and he exercised authority. He overcame the enemy by wielding the word of God. Our guest today is a man who knows all about the power of this kind of praying, because for many years he spent many hours every day in prayer, witnessing many miraculous answers along the way. James Aladaran heads up the Prayer Storm Ministry based in Manchester, England, and I couldn't think of anyone better to help us consider prayer as a two-way conversation with God. James Aladares, thank you so much for being here. You really are one of the most amazing prayer warriors that I, I know. I mean, you won't make a big deal out of this, but you've seen miracles, you've seen extraordinary answers to prayer, and I know you're someone who loves the Bible and who, who hears God. Talk to us about the prophetic, how God speaks to us today. Yeah, I want to start by saying there are lots of weird things in the Bible. There are. <laughs> and there's lots of unusual ways in which God speaks. And this is why it's so important to have the Bible as our foundation and our boundaries through, through which we interpret the communications of God. This is why it's so important that we are familiar with God's uh, uh, dealings with his prophets, with the way he spoke to the apostles and the way he worked with the church. All these experiences documented in scripture gives us an insight into the nature and the character of God. And God speaks in the most unusual ways. And this is one of the things I've realized. As you walk with God, you start to get familiar with his way of communicating to you. Okay. So just give us some examples of, of, of prophecy in your life and, and times where God has spoken to you supernaturally and you look back and go, I know that was God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the times that stands out to me uh, is a time when I just finished university. I was spending a lot of time just seeking God about what to do next. And so I was in my bedroom just praying, uh, and I just heard a name. Now, wait, wait, you heard an actual voice. I heard a name. Now, let me just break that down, because I know sometimes people say, I heard something. Well, what yeah. do you mean? It wasn't an audible voice. Okay. It wasn't something anyone else would hear. It wasn't even like in a really loud. It was just this, it was a distinct name that was foreign to anything I knew. It took you by surprise. With the name came the impression to search 
for that name online. And when I found this person, they're obviously a Christian minister, Deborah Green, a minister in our city. Details came up and I felt to send her a particular video of some young people praying for the United Kingdom. And I had no idea how significant that simple act was. Basically, I won't be here right now if not for that moment of hearing that name. Can you give us some examples of times where you talked about how you you turn, you use the Bible prayers, but you also turn the Bible into experiences of God in prayer. To be honest, some of the times I've seen some of those breakthroughs, I haven't always just prayed the Bible, mm-hmm. but I have been standing in the truth of the scriptures okay, as I pray some of those prayers. So there are times where I've seen uh, people who are lame walk just by laying hands. Now, just to be clear, it's not everyone I pray for I've seen this happen to. But I was in Nigeria some time ago and there was a guy who, I, I don't know what happened to his leg, but he had an accident really bad. He couldn't walk. And so uh, I spent some time just praying over his leg in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for your healing over this leg right now. I just said, well, do you want to try something you've never done before? And so he started walking. <laughs> I was as shocked as he was. <laughs> so there are times where I've seen God move in some of these ways that blows my mind. And then the other times I've prayed, I've not seen the breakthroughs, but that doesn't mean God is not a God that wants to heal. Yes. I am convinced prayers never die. They just accumulate. Mm. And so, especially when something is the will of God, the fact that it's not happening instantaneously doesn't mean God doesn't want to answer the prayer. So I, I really feel as we begin to press into Scripture, create space to pray in the way that works with who we are as individuals, God will start to shine His light on Scripture in a way that would inspire more prayer. When we have times to pray corporately or privately, I find that the scriptures I've, I've put in end up coming out in a moment of inspiration. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's like a river and I just find that scriptures are right. coming out of me I never thought of. But it was because it was put in there. James, we're so grateful. Thank you so much for spending this time. I love my conversation with James. I found it inspiring and challenging. But actually, sometimes... I suspect for all of us, when we hear stories like that, we find ourselves thinking, well, I could never pray like James Aladdin. I I could never prophesy like that. But you know, the Apostle Paul in the Bible urges us, this is in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, to eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially, he says, prophecy. And then a little later, he explains that the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. In other words, prophecy is a gift that we're all expected to desire because it's such a powerful way of encouraging other people. What's this got to do with Lectio Divina? Well, it's my strong conviction that as we meditate upon God's word in this way, his desire is not just to speak to us, but also increasingly to speak through us into the lives of others. Lectio isn't just a blessing for us in our own personal spiritual formation. It is that, but it's also a powerful tool for changing the world. I'm aware that while some people are comfortable with this, they're comfortable with ideas of prophecy, others will have questions, and some may be downright terrified. One of the most common questions people ask is, well, how on earth do I know 
if a thought or a dream or a picture that comes into my head is from God? And a simple, memorable answer that I often use is this, A, B, C. Firstly, you ask whether the thought you've had is A, affirming. Does it fulfill the criteria of 1 Corinthians 14? Is it strengthening, encouraging, comforting, edifying, and upbuilding? Secondly, B, consider whether your thought is biblical. By which I don't mean, can you just find some random verse in Leviticus to back it up? But is it consistent with the broad teaching and witness of Scripture? Thirdly, and most importantly, you ask, is this thought, is this impression Christ-like? Does it sound like the kind of thing Jesus would have said? Does it feel like the kind of person that he was? So, I hope that's helpful. Affirming, biblical, Christ-like, that's a good checklist. But there's a lot more advice like this on prophecy in the book, in How to Hear God. And I'd really encourage you to read that and in your heart deeply desire to grow in this important gift. But make sure you exercise it lovingly, remembering that no one gets this 100% right all the time because we know in part and we prophesy in part. There are lots of handy hints in the discussion starter sheets too at the end of this session. Today we have explored different ways of praying the Bible by responding to God's word. First and foremost, as an invitation to conversation. And secondly, by applying God's word to the lives of others through the gift of prophecy using that ABC principle. Next time, in our final session, having thought about reading the text, meditating upon the text and praying the text, we're going to bring all these threads together as we explore, I think, the most exciting and surprising aspect of Lectio Divina, contemplation. So let's finish together, shall we, with a prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you that your desire is for intimate, conversational relationship with us, that you want us to walk and talk through life with you. Thank you that in your Bible and in prophecy you speak to us today and that in prayer we can respond to you with all of our hearts. We eagerly desire not just to hear your voice but to speak your word to a world longing for you. Lord, teach us to pray, teach us to prophesy and teach us to hear your voice. Amen. You define for us. <laughs> Just that it. I have a hard time grasping that concept that it, it it could be for me, either tongues or when I think of prophecy, I'm thinking of projecting what's going to happen in the future. Is that incorrect? It is incorrect. 
But everybody, that's that's why, I, yes, I, so I, I'm so glad you brought that up. In fact, I was also going to bring it up, but um, we often think of prophecy as telling the future, like a crystal ball. That is not what it is. It is truth-telling. It is telling the Word of God, the, telling the truth of God. That is prophecy. Now, if God reveals to someone in an extraordinarily rare instance what is to come, then that's fine. That's the truth. That's God's truth. But typically, and I would say more than 99.9% of the time, prophecy, in the, certainly in the sense he's talking about, is speaking a truth that is in accord with Scripture to someone who needs to hear that truth. That's why it's encouraging it's uplifting, it's strengthening, it's affirming, it's not condemning, right? And so, um, so what, and that's why, God, that's why Paul prays for wisdom so much. I'm coming. Uh, that's why, why Paul prays for wisdom so much uh, for the people he's writing to, because he wants, uh, he wants them to be able to discern God's truth as they share it with one another. That. One of the calls of the deacon is to be a prophetic when I first heard that, I thought, yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta predict the future, <laughs> but because I was like that, but then as I learned, um, and it's true, um, we are called to be prophetic voices in the church and in the world. So that means, like, if, if um, for instance, I would consider her song, who is uh, speaking truth into the world that trafficking is wrong, we're protecting these women, they're helping with uh, legislation and so forth, that is a prophetic ministry. But it's not a future-telling ministry by any means. Right? How do we get that idea? I mean, does anybody else think... Well, yeah, sure, because we hear the words of prophecy and it's like, this is going to come to pass. And, and, and Jesus does speak in a future sense, but you're not Jesus. you know. Like, and, and so, um, and we're not Jesus. We're not going to... And, and even... Even like Isaiah, Jeremiah, if you look, most of them is just calling people to repent. They've heard from the Lord presently. There may be a t- you know a time is coming, the day of the Lord is coming, but every day is essentially you know in some way the day of the Lord. And so I mean he's talking about future judgment and certainly revelation and we're talking about end times, but that is extraordinarily rare. But the prophetic word that he's talking about, and I think that Paul is talking about, is the ability to speak God's truth to one another. I was just going to say, many times you'll be in a group and people will pray, and then later something will have happened, and it's almost always a good way that someone will say, that was prophetic. But if we don't get, I like to say our way, because pray with a child like faith, but be an adult if it doesn't go your way. We don't get our specific prayer request answered the way we love for it to be answered, like healings or, mm-hmm. you know, financial help from people. Then we don't think it's prophetic. But if it was the truth, it's the truth. You know? And I, I, I love that you, you said, it's not this, it's that. Because that, I can remember that. A few weeks ago, I was in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I was invited to preach during their, uh, the Cathedral's Lenten lunch series they have a um, they're a downtown church and they have uh, lunches every day with a preacher every day during Lent and they have for 115 years uh, but they also so this is big I mean 
wonderful in many ways, uh, but dry clean church. I mean, every, all the men, they're all in suits and ties, and it's just, um, and, and some people find that really, yeah, like our church, right? And, um, they uh, they kind of find that a little bit off-putting, and, um, but what, one of the, my favorite, when I worked there, one of my favorite things about that uh, church is they have this ministry called the Advent House, and it is a intercessory prayer ministry. And I went several times while I was there, and I decided to go back. In fact, our intercessory prayer ministry started out of that ministry because they came and taught us early on uh, about how to, how to begin that, that ministry. Uh, but it, so I went just as past, because I've been dealing with diocese and stuff, and the way they do it, we have two people who sit with their Bibles and with me, and we're praying, and if God speaks, if they hear something, they'll do that. They might be drawn to a scripture. One of them often sees so like visions that just kind of interrupt, you know, like, look at the tree. You know, it's just, uh, but it's just, they get, he'll get a picture. In this case, he got a picture of a barn, and it was, it was very elaborate. Um, I don't really know what that means. Was that prophetic? Probably, yeah. But one, also, in that, there's three people that were upstairs in this house. And they're praying. All they know is that I'm there. They don't know anything else that's going on in my life. I haven't spoken to them about it. And they're just praying. And they're praying, hearing, listening to God. They're like looking through hymns. They're looking through psalms. They're looking through other devotions. And I just remember three of them heard, stand firm. Now, they heard lots of other things, but that's what echoed to me. It doesn't mean that everything I've been working for is going to happen exactly like I want it to. It just means stand firm. And that is in perfect accord with the Scripture. There's no future telling, you know, like this is what's going to happen. It's just saying the truth to me. That in a word was very, in fact, prophetic to me. It was God's truth. So that's, that's kind of what we mean. And we're actually going to do some of that in just a minute. But first let me, um, <laughs> let me, um, let me ask, uh, Pete says that our prayer lives are at their best not when we talk to God about big things occasionally, but little things continuously. Have you experienced conversational uh, prayer like that, uh, like like Pete describes in the tree story? What did, what did God's voice sound like? Yes, Connie. Just ordinary, like like my voice. So how do you know it's not your voice? I just knew. Yeah, there is that, yeah. I just knew. Yes. Because I was all by myself, mm-hmm. and, it, and I didn't open my mouth. <laughs> yeah, and, it, but it was, and it's, it probably felt like this interruption, like that's not where your mind was, and all of a sudden, like, where did that... Absolutely. Yeah, I would say I've had similar experiences. Others? I don't necessarily hear a voice. Right. I mean, I've never heard God's voice that I'm aware of. But when your definition of prophecy being not the foretelling, but the current telling of truth, that opens up a lot of feelings for myself about, you know, maybe those thoughts were God-given. Because mm-hmm. that's where I think mine come from, in my head. I'll have something pop up and I'll think, where did that come from? Where did that come from? And, I, and then it will be something that I may act or not act mm-hmm. on, but that's how I kind of think, if there's a God message coming through, that's how I'm getting it. I would say all of you, probably, at some point, have encouraged someone else with a verse, with a truth that was in accord. I'm I'm praying for you. I really believe 
like, you know, whatever it is that you've encouraged someone, that is what he's talking about. So you've had that ministry. Yes, Sissy. I have never heard his voice, but I have seen miracles in my life that he has performed. Of course, yes. And then I've shared those with others, and so maybe that was his voice speaking through me to mm-hmm. others, the miracles that I've yes. I mean, I'll tell you, every time I climb in the pulpit, I don't know what in the world's about to happen. I mean, I know what's, you know, I've got, I've got words written down. I tell Elaine every week, like, I don't know, like, five loaves and two fish. That's all I got. <laughs> this morning, I felt like it was, it was crumbs. That's all I had to offer. And God just takes it and make it, makes it enough for everybody. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. In the last few weeks, we've read a passage of Scripture and reflected on that. Today, we're going to break up into, you can do it in your table group. I would prefer that we not have husbands and wives together. And we're just going to sit quietly and, um, and pray for one another. You don't need to go into, oh, here's five minutes of why I need it, because then we'll, you'll run into church, right? But um, just sit with each other, pray for each other. If some scripture, and you can have, if you have a Bible, or if you have a Bible on your phone maybe, or if you don't have either one of those things, just... Um, just whatever scripture comes to mind. It doesn't even have to have that dress. Just like I remember that the Bible says this, or I heard this one time. Whatever the Lord brings. And maybe just spend a few minutes. So we're going to do five minutes of just kind of being quiet for each other. And then about three minutes of just speaking, sharing what I heard. And nobody's going to take it, you know, we're not going to say, you know, like it, it should not, if you hear like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm, this is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, so don't take it. Uh, offense, be, don't be offended. Like, if you hear, like, you should get out of your marriage. Like, don't share that, right? <laughs> you bring that to me, right? We're gonna, no, we're not gonna. But it, I mean, but I'll give you another example. I'll give you an example from the Advent House. And I may have told you. I feel like maybe I've told you this before, but um, there's this one of the people upstairs for somebody. It wasn't for me, but it was, it was, it was a long time ago, and they got nothing. Like, it was just blank space for 45 minutes, except for this image of a red balloon. They're like, that is the dumbest thing. There's nothing in Scripture about a red balloon, you know? So they, cut, they came down, and people were like, oh, this Scripture, that Scripture, and this person is just feeling humiliated because this poor person is just, you know, none of it's resonating what they're saying. And they looked at, the, at her, and she's like, well, what did God say to you? She's like, this is... This is so, I don't even know what to say. But all I could see for 45 minutes was a red balloon. And, like, the person just starts weeping because, like, there was this time in their life where they had this red balloon as a child and they lost it and their dad <laughs> unloaded on I just thought, you know, something. Like, it was just this moment where God said, through that, I see you. And she was like, I mean, they're all crying and just couldn't believe it. You know, God spoke in that way in in such a healing way. So whatever God says, you know, if it's just something, you know, it's going to be encouraging, it's going to be not benign by any means, but you know, never know. So it's unusual. It might even be a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay. I don't mind making you uncomfortable. So in groups of about three, three to four folks, and have the, uh, have the courage to, to not sit with your, your spouse and... Um, and then we're going to have to turn Katie around so she's in a group. Go over there. You and Pete, yep. 
Um, and then um, I'll sit with you guys. And then uh, turn Katie around so she's in your group. And so you got everybody should have a piece of paper. There's some paper on the on the there. There's some pens. I'll be your timekeeper. God told me that in the future you'll sit right there at that table. Yeah, just a little bit of quiet. Just a little bit of quiet. Yes, Emily? Yes, you're praying, just list, opening your heart to the Lord for the two or three, three or four people in your group. In your group, just what, does, what, what would the Lord have? All right, so let me start in prayer, and you just be quiet for five minutes. So the Lord be with you. Father, we come to you. Some of us probably are excited. Some of us are nervous. Some of us think this is ridiculous. And we just ask you to open our hearts and speak to us for the uplifting of your people. Help us to trust your voice. We ask God that this will be glorifying to you. In Christ's name, amen. So we're just going to be quiet for about five minutes. And whatever comes to mind, this is scripture, just jot it down. And this type of prayer, it's fine for you to have your eyes open if you want, or closed, it doesn't matter. If you're reading, that's still prayerful. It's great.
Okay, spend about two minutes, if you'd like, sharing, and then we'll spend about two minutes sharing in the large group, but share with each other if you, what you felt. All right, is, would anybody like to just, one or two folks like to share anything? And it was just, well, share what you heard, share um, what it felt like. I know you want to keep talking to each other, and you can talk to each other in just a minute.
Look to me. Look to me. I know y'all want to keep talking. And I want you to keep talking. This is so good. But tell me, how did that feel? Does anybody want to share what they heard? And I don't want it to take more than about two minutes because then i got to go to church. But y'all can keep talking. How did it feel? Strange. Strange. Yeah. Some of you, I know, felt very comfortable with it. Some of you, it felt very strange. Comforting. Comforting. Say more about that. I just went to this gospel today. Uh Uh-huh. And just the words that kept coming in my head was, you are not alone. Yeah. Comforting. The friend. Yeah, just, and it's emotional, isn't it? Yeah, it's emotional, yeah. Wonderful. And Elaine shared something that she thought in her prayers Uh specifically about me, which made it even more powerful. And resonated with you. I love that. See, anybody can do this. Okay. Yeah. Good. Love it. Uh, Jackie. I I was thinking of Hebrews chapter eleven verse one about faith. And, and that's because I guess lately my mind has been so focused on worrying about Doria going off to college. Is she going to be safe? Is she going to be okay? And that just kind of reminds me, you just got to have faith. She's going to be fine. I love it. So this is a really encouraging way to pray. And, and, and for you to take, if nothing else, that God wants to speak to you in and through His Word. So I love that. Now, I'm going to go, but y'all can keep talking to each other, except for Beth, who's going to also have to, she has to help with church. (laughs) 